Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. On the clock now for you. Welcome aboard, my friends. Remember, the podcast is so nice to take along with you on the go. Almost one and a half million downloads. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening podcast material. I'll remind you. Joe Biden said the other day, as president of the United States, there is no greater existential threat to we Americans or anyone else on planet Earth than climate change. (laughs) More than nuclear war? Absolutely. That's all you need to know about what is going on geopolitically in the world right now. This isn't about democracy. Skirmishes and wars sound like they're about freedom and about justice and about some kind of righteousness. It's not any more than what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan had to do with anything other than what? Oil, greed, corruption, overarching scumbaggery at the highest echelons of the American government. And you want to tell me that our government isn't working with these other players in other parts of the world. Did anybody else find it intriguing when Vladimir Putin dropped the line about Nazis, biolabs, and of course the propaganda machine came out and said, ah, right? He's evil. He wants you to think that. Don't think that. Are you getting into that 180 degree rule of mine now where everything you hear From the people you know you can't trust because they've lied to you for so long. They tell you one thing and you're like, hmm, I'm going to turn it right back on them. That is where the truth lies. Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat. We are a threat. You're right. Because we fundamentally oppose all of this. We do believe in inherent freedoms. 
we do believe in American exceptionalism. And if you believe those things, you're opposed to exactly what this uniparty and overlords of evil, Obama and others behind the curtain pulling Joe's strings, what their ideas are, where they want us to go. And enemy number one is Trump, but it really is you. Because as we just heard from Rush Limbaugh several years ago, they can't destroy you. Even if Trump goes away, you do not. Your views, your values, who you are inherently, the goodness of, I will say, the majority of this country, they can't destroy that. And it was very interesting. Shortly after he was inaugurated, Trump did something that he said he was going to do. And he abandoned the Iranian nuclear deal. This was something he had scorned from the beginning. It's a bad deal. It's a lousy deal, which would make perfect sense that it was something that Barack Obama championed. And I want to read to you a little something from the New York Times dating back to May of 2018. And here's what it says. President Trump has declared that he's withdrawing from the Iran nuclear deal unraveling the signature foreign policy achievement of his predecessor, Barack Obama, isolating the United States from its Western allies and sowing uncertainty before a risky nuclear negotiation with North Korea. The decision, while long anticipated and widely telegraphed, leaves the 2015 agreement reached by seven countries after more than two years of grueling negotiations in tatters, the United States will now reimpose the stringent sanctions it imposed on Iran before the deal and is considering new penalties. Iran said it will remain in the deal, which tightly restricts its nuclear ambitions for a decade or more in return for ending the sanctions that had crippled the country. So that was... Donald Trump in 2018. This deal sucks. Barack Obama's fingerprints are all over it, which means it sucks. Barack Obama was never interested in peace. He was never interested in freedom. He doesn't care about the flag, about the Constitution, any more than Nancy Pelosi cared about the State of the Union, which she, like a petulant toddler, ripped up on live television behind President Trump. These people are about one thing and one thing only. It is power, it is control, and it is money. And those three things are all intrinsically connected. You are highly expendable. They don't care. Ask East Palestine, Ohio. They know. They don't matter. Ask Maui. They don't matter. Ask the people in Israel. They do not matter. Now, all the while, they want you to believe that this was something surprising. All of these things that have happened, these huge stories that push us in a direction that are meant to galvanize this feeling of care and concern and emotion and, oh my goodness, we have to do something. Just give them the tools to do whatever they need. Open up the coffers. Give them a blank check. Here's the pen. Whatever you need. 50 to 80 billion dollars from Barack Obama to Iran during his presidency? For what, pray tell? For what? 
So as I have this on the mind, there's a reason Donald Trump did the things that he did. And there was a reason they hated him and feared him and want to destroy him as mightily as they continue to want to. This was Donald Trump in 2018, before the United Nations, 2017, before the United Nations, saying exactly what needed to be said. Now, you're listening, not watching many of you. Let me describe to you the face of the dude from Iran. He's going to bristle and look at his phone as though he cannot be trifled by the president of the United States calling Iran what Iran is, right? The state-sponsored terrorism capital of the universe. He calls him out. You look at other Arab nations, other people in other places of the country who are, or of the world, who are listening in and they look at each other like, dang, did he just say that? And he does. And this is what it is all about. Go. The entire world to join us in demanding that Iran's government end its pursuit of death and destruction. It is time for the regime to free all Americans and citizens of other nations that they have unjustly detained. And above all, Iran's government must stop supporting terrorists, begin serving its own people, and respect the sovereign rights of its neighbors. The entire world understands that the good people of Iran want change. And other than the vast military power of the United States, that Iran's people are what their leaders fear the most. Hmm. How about that, my friends? Is any of this a big surprise to, to us? This is why the establishment fears the ultimate outsider. He's not in on the games. He hasn't cashed in on the bribes. He hasn't been caught on video. They've tried everything. They've wiretapped. They've made up stuff. They created phony baloney documents, stuffed them in a dossier that Hillary Clinton paid for. Fusion GPS. Thanks, Christopher Steele. Thanks all you dirtbags out there in the FBI who made it happen. It led to the impeachment, one of them, of Donald Trump. All the while, of course, those of us paying attention realize he is the guy who knows exactly what is going on. Where all the bodies are buried. And he is the same president who stood up before that same body and said, we are done being the open checkbook for the entire planet. We are done paying your way and ours. So later on in the broadcast, I want you to pay close attention to some other sound we're going to have. One, we're going to dig a little bit more deeply into where things are in Ukraine right now. What is Volodymyr Zelensky going to do now that all the eyes have drifted from his section of the universe and have now come straight forward over to Gaza? Are they going to try to tie in when Congress finally reconvenes and we get a new speaker? Are they going to try to create a dual bailout package? Not just military might, but our money at a time when three out of four Americans say they don't have emergency funds to handle an emergency. Hell, how many of us 
can't afford a mortgage right now, right? Or your groceries. Hang tight. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, it's very interesting. Speaking of Ukraine, Elon Musk's father, Errol, says something that you got to hear because he's telling the truth next on the program. Did you guys see the video of the Senator Ed Markey booed in Massachusetts after calling for de-escalation in Israel? Got a lot of people waking up this morning, looking around, saying, wait, my neighbor supports the, the, the Hamas and the Palestinians? What? Wait, my school, my university supports murder and mayhem and madness? What? I think there's this... This great awakening going on, and it's scary. I get it. There's a very comfortable part of being... That's why it's called comfortably numb. That's exactly why it's called that, because you can be blissfully unaware, but the moment you see a little bit, there's no going back. Democrat Senator Ed Markey booed in his own blue state this week after calling for de-escalation in Israel, even in a liberal state like Massachusetts. People know which side is in the wrong, and it's not Israel, they say here on the Gateway Pundit. One of the amazing things about the clip, and it's it's whatever, he's just talking, and then everybody goes bananas, and he's not prepared for it. The look on his face when the booing starts, you can tell he's genuinely surprised and wasn't expecting the reaction. And this was a crowd at a pro-Israel rally booing him after he suggested violence should be de-escalated in the Middle East's nation in the Middle East nation's war against Hamas. You can also see what's her face? Pocahontas. What's her name again? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. She's stunned by it. She's stunned as she looks around. You guys aren't paying attention. We've got deep deep issues in this country, right? Universities have have churned out some pretty fascinating social justice warriors out there, my friends. And they've been activated now. One would think that all of us would be unified against horror, against the beheading of babies. But that's not the case. That's crazy. This brings me to this clip that we found. Errol Musk, this is Elon Musk's father. The circumstances in which he says this, I'm not familiar. But he says something that is very honest and needs to be said. Pay attention to what is going on in Ukraine. What's really happening? Why did Russia go there? Is it only because... They didn't want Ukraine in the UN. Is it only because it's a turf war? Is it only because it's this or that? I'm going to go with something a lot darker that we've talked about endlessly on this program. Biolabs, yes, and human trafficking. What? Listen, this is Elon Musk's father. Go. We are being brainwashed to be told that uh, Ukraine is good and Russia is bad, and yet um, they have found multiple bioweapon laboratories belonging to the United States in Ukraine. Um, the Ukraine is led by a stand-up comedian 
who became president, which is extremely odd to me. Um, uh, I wish him good luck, but it's uh, extremely odd to me. Then I would say, if you look at Biden himself, um, he's obviously not running the United States. The United States must be, it appears to me, is being run by a bunch of misfits who are getting revenge for having been treated as misfits over the years. That's what it appears to me to be. It has been run by a bunch of misfits who are getting revenge for being treated as misfits over the years in the United States. It's like revenge of the nerds, just on a scale that is far deeper and far deadlier. These are people who have felt oppressed. They've wanted to rise into the highest echelons of scumbaggery. And alas, here they are, and they're ready to rock and roll. It's almost as though we are living in this weird simulation. Because you cannot make it up that a guy who was a comedian is now a billionaire how many dozens of times over? How is that possible? Well, follow the money. Where does our money go in Ukraine? Where do all of the military supplies that we've drawn down our stockpiles 47 times for so far in this administration? Where is all of that going? Is it ending up in Iran? Is it ending up in the hands of Hamas? And what does Benjamin Netanyahu know about all of this? Doesn't it make you go, huh? Now, you're not supposed to ask those questions. You're obviously brainwashed by propaganda. You're a Putin puppet. You're a MAGA extremist. No. You can see what a high school musical clown show all of this is with real life 1,200 people dead in Israel. It's sort of like the number over in Lahaina, isn't it? So odd. Don't go anywhere. Ukraine's a tranny spokesmodel for the military is back. And you're just not going to believe this, but you will, because it's expected. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You just can't make it up, right? You can't, you can't make it up. A dude who thinks he's a chick with a blonde wig, breasts... And an anger and an ire that comes out of any bad Marvel movie, right? It, if you were to create the sinister villain and, and make it a tranny, it's this guy right here. This is the Ukraine military spokesmodel, if you will. <laughs> and I thought we were done with this individual because he, she, it, they, whatever the hell they want to be came out on the scene barking at all of us during the beginning of the invasion of Ukraine and the the fight, the war with Russia, and, and implored us, demanded that we pay attention to them and that they were going to tell us what was going on at the front lines and they were going to be the ones to, to inform us. And we all started looking at each other going, who in the Sam Hill is this wacko, right? You cannot choose a a more ridiculous spokesmodel for justifying a money laundering operation like this person. This is Sergeant Sarah Ashton, and I forget the last name, Cirilio, something like that. 
autocorrected on my run down here, so I don't know. But this is the American tranny who's been reinstated as Ukraine's military spokesman, the head of their morality police, if you will. Now, you might ask yourself, well, how does an American leave America and go to Ukraine as a quote-unquote medic and then be wrapped into the whole military complex and be asked to be its spokesperson. Well, you just got to check a couple boxes, like Corrine Jean-Pierre checks boxes for the White House to be its press secretary. This is a dude telling you it's a chick, blah, blah, blah. I'm an American, but my love is Ukraine, yada, yada. You need to hear how scary and wacko the message is coming out of Europe. 5,000 miles away, you pay for this. This is your taxpayer dollar to the tune of what, 135 billion now in terms of military stuff and financial aid packages. And these people want more. What do you guys get out of it? Now, the argument from the administration, and we heard this uh, yesterday from Jake Sullivan. We also heard this yesterday from Corrine Jean-Pierre echoing it. Well, see, funding this war now is going to save us money in the future. This is like Wimpy from Popeye, right? A hamburger. If you do it now, it's better than tomorrow. That's not an excuse for bankrupting an already beleaguered and broke American population. But they're going to ride this horse as long as they can, and they're going to trot out this dude who is just scary, all right? This is, we're going to break it down in a series of audio sound bites for you, just so you can see this is what's going on in Ukraine while people are running around with their pants on fire to get Congress to spend more money to Ukraine. Audio soundbite number one, this guy is going to thank the Uniparty for all they do for the struggle in Ukraine. Go. This is Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, and I'd like to thank the X social media platform for carrying this exclusive message from Kyiv. There has been much discussion recently related to my role within the Armed Forces of Ukraine. Before answering some of the questions put forward by Senator Vance of Ohio, I'd like to thank all those in the U.S. who are supporting the Ukrainian people. Without Republicans and Democrats working together on behalf of Ukraine, our growing and unstoppable success on the battlefield and the inevitable victory it will bring over the Russian invaders would take significantly longer. Growing and unstoppable, the victory. If you didn't help us now, it would take longer in the long run. It's almost like he got the same talking points that Jake Sullivan and Corrine Jean-Pierre got. Isn't that amazing? These coordinated talking points. Sort of like every media outlet on January 6th, aghast by the insurrection, a word I had never before then really ever used. Right? Thank you, this person says to you. And is that like not a villain in a Michael Myers show or something like that. That's a total villain right there. And then this is what this individual is. Yes, exactly, Brock. What'd you just do? You just did the, yeah. He's like, yeah, one million dollars. One million dollars, except it's now 135 billion. But you know, what are a few extra zeros among friends? Audio soundbite number two. This is where the hard ass comes, but this is where the deal's already been made. We're apparently sending... Army tactical long-range missile systems to Ukraine, right? Oh, they're going to borrow them. They're going to borrow them. 
missiles that go instead of just 50 miles. These are accurate to, I guess, a range of 190 miles. How many wars are we going to get our hands into? It's so familiar, isn't it? Iraq. Go. Audio soundbite two. The delivery of attackums will further expedite our victory while saving lives and tax dollars in the process. America is once more showing why it's history's greatest republic and the world's lone superpower. And all of us in Ukraine are humbled by the support we're receiving from the American people. Ah, you're spending all of this money now is actually going to save the taxpayer dollars tomorrow. This is a Ginsu knife commercial with a wig and fake boobs. That's what this is. Now how much would you pay? Wait, don't answer. We'll also throw in the bread slicer for free, right? That is the argument. Well, if we do it now, if we bankrupt everybody now, right, we don't have to do it later when it might cost even more. Does that work for you? So this is where the the dirty, dark, nasty part comes out. This is where they talk about misinformation and disinformation, which is code for people who are looking to tell the truth. If you're slapped with a misinformation label, you're over the mark. And this is this individual, the tranny spokesmodel of the Ukrainian military, dropping this line on you that's very familiar. Go. Let me also take a moment in my role as spokesperson for the AFU's Territorial Defense Forces to state unequivocally that we in the TDF and across Ukraine believe journalists are heroes and have the right to report on Ukraine's war for liberation without interference. Free speech is the pillar of all democracy. The First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, along with the rest of that sacred document, is ordained by God. The Russian propagandists and war criminals who are spreading lies and pushing false narratives are not journalists. They are information agents in an extension of the Putin-Pogrosian effort to spread chaos and wreak havoc across the globe. In Ukraine, we do not seek vengeance, only justice. Oh, okay. So chaos. Who was the chaos agent most recently? Oh, that's right. Sonny Hostin said it was Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, I guess now it's independent journalists or people who actually want real information. Look, when you're not doing something dark and dirty and scumbag laden, you don't need to come out and tell everybody how clean you are. Because you are clean. When you tell the truth, you don't need spreadsheets and PowerPoints and talking notes. It comes out of you when you're trying to fool everybody and you're just a dirtbag. You put somebody in a wig in some military costume, Rachel Levine, Admiral much, to create the illusion that you're doing something that you're not, which makes you suck. But I mean, you guys already know that. And it continues. I'm here as a Russian disinformation analyst. Now, this is an intriguing comment because this person apparently joined the Ukrainian military as a medic. Isn't that an amazing ascension up the ladder of politics in Ukraine? I'm a medic on the ground. Now I'm in charge of disinformation for the military. Listen to Creepy Creepmore. Because of this, these enemies of freedom and democracy will have to answer for their crimes in a court of law. Ew. Ew. I obviously got the wrong soundbite there, though. Here's audio. Is that, was that five, Brock? He's looking. Yes. That was five. Okay, I thought it was something else. I beg your pardon. This is about freedom. 
Remember, they're going to drop things. She's going to he, she, it, they. Freedom, democracy, justice, all of these things that anybody can get behind. I'm about freedom. I believe in justice. I like democracy. I must be pro-Ukraine. Go. I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic who was brought from the zero line and assigned to the TDF's media team in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. The remaining speculation surrounding me is disappointing. I'm going to sit here and bark at you and try to pretend that I'm something that I'm not. Then I'm going to tell you not to do any digging on me because then I'll call you a propagandist and a Putin sympathizer. Ew. This is the person who is the front face of the Ukrainian military that we are funding. Are you guys getting the message? Is this does this seem like something you want to pay into? Or would you rather get braces on your kids or maybe save for retirement? I don't know about you guys, but you know where I am. This fight in Ukraine is about freedom. Listen. While in Ukraine, we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory. Too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. Ukraine is a nation that embraces individual liberty and maintains a devotion to God. The freedom that Ukraine is fighting for is not based on carving out privilege for some, but creating a pathway of prosperity and success founded in hard work and the rule of law for all. Neither I nor any Ukrainian is fighting for tolerance and acceptance for any one group, but for the freedom of every human. Every human. Every human, that's what we're fighting for. We need more money. Send us more money. Now, do you think that this is resonating with anybody? Does this make you say, you know what? I, I got to write a check right now. Hey, Earl, Earl, get in here. Bring the company checkbook. I'm ready to rock and roll. How much do they need? This person totally speaks my values. They look just like I look, right? They're barking orders at me like a freak in a movie. And it goes on. Only a couple more, so don't worry about it. This is, how, this is how this individual then likens this to the Revolutionary War. Enjoy this. This freedom is one that most closely resembles the heroic efforts of the American patriots in 1775. <laughs> I've never been more proud to be a U.S. citizen as I am fighting on behalf of the Ukrainian people against the tyranny of Russia and their assorted enablers, all of whom are enemies of the United States. Creep. Creep. And finally, I need your money. Please support me, U.S. taxpayer. Go. I'll finish by stating unequivocally that I only answer to three groups of people. My Ukrainian commanders, the Ukrainian people, and the American taxpayer. And in taking my responsibility to all three seriously, I have one goal. To help you return Ukraine to its legally recognized 1991 borders in the quickest and most efficient way possible. Doing so means saving Ukrainian and Russian lives. God bless America and Slava Ukraini. Woof. Right? That is the face of what we're behind, allegedly. And none of us voted for this. 
But we have endless uniparty members of Congress who want an open checkbook, blank checks in perpetuity for as long as it takes. We're with the Ukrainian people. Really? Doesn't it all seem just so gross? Well, you'd be right about that because it is. All right, coming up on the program, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk a little bit about this Black Lives Matter bandwagoning. We're going to do a little dive because there was a meme that was put out yesterday by Black Lives Matter grassroots. Who knew they were offshoots of BLM as successful of a money laundering operation as it has been? And it caused outrage. And we've got that for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, now this is a very interesting headline, my friends. House GOP vows probe of Biden administration's unfreezing of $6 billion for Iran. Announced on 9-11, of course, when they said that they were going to do that. Nothing is left to chance, my friends. On Tuesday... Congressman James Comer promised to lead an investigation into the Biden administration's decision to unfreeze $6 billion in Iranian assets in a prisoner swap deal last month. Comer, who's also chair of the House Oversight Committee, denounced the payment as a ransom payment to Iran. It was, but it was more than that. Collecting on debts, God knows. The payment, already widely criticized by Republicans upon its announcement, has faced additional scrutiny in the aftermath of a massive invasion of Israel over the weekend, which left over 1,200 Israelis dead. I mean, just thinking about that. And now I get this, this just in, Hamas has apparently turned to Telegram. You know, I get kicked off of YouTube for apparently telling people to drink bleach during COVID. Can you imagine somebody telling you to drink bleach? Can you imagine me telling anybody to drink bleach? But I got I got permanently banned, lifetime banned from YouTube. And Hamas has active social media channels. That just, it warms the heart, doesn't it? That they can communicate with anybody as they want. Well, apparently, through their Telegram channel, Hamas is denying false media reports about them targeting civilians and attacking children. Hamas released an official statement on Telegram just hours ago denying reports that they attacked children and targeted civilians. Hamas barbarians, this is from the Gateway Pundit, specifically targeted a dance party in the desert to kill as many innocent young adults as they could. The terrorist organization was also able to slaughter, as we know, at least 260 of those adults as they danced. And partied at a festival. They also slaughtered children, beheaded babies, and kidnapped terrified little children and took them to Gaza. There's even video of Hamas murdering a young Israeli girl as her siblings watched. Now, I ask you, whom do you believe? the transgender American Ukrainian military spokesperson who implores you to not fall for the propaganda coming from the enemy, Russia? 
Do you believe that Israel had no idea whatsoever that this was coming? That it just so happened that the lion's share of their security forces were pulled from the exact section of the border where 1,500 Hamas terrorists were able to storm across and terrorize people? Or do you now believe Black Lives Matter that's come out of the woodwork and showing its true colors? It's not like any of us who've been paying attention who questioned the bandwagoning of jumping on board something that never does anything for anybody, that uses racism and deep-rooted feelings within the black community, rightly so about slavery and racism, et cetera, uses it as its jumping off point to fundraise the infiltration of communism throughout our country, wrapped in the imagery of black activism. Because that's what Black Lives Matter put out yesterday. A meme, my friends from BLM Grassroots, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Showing that they stand with the Palestinians in this debate, in this war, in this never-ending feud between countries and people. And used as the meme an image of one of the paragliding Hamas terrorists who came into that music festival and summarily shot and killed hundreds of people. Have you guys seen any of the video of the aftermath of any of these zones? It is breathtaking. You can imagine the sheer terror the cars much like the cars in Lahaina burned out doors opened strewn all over a barren arid landscape and we have people out there trying to tell us no 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 you don't understand That's not really what happened. Okay. To all of you who might have plunked a BLM sign in your yard, whether you did it just so they wouldn't come attack you, right? Go to my neighbor's house. I'm on your side. To all of the corporations that have given more than $80 billion to the coffers, how do you like them now? And are you surprised? Because we're not. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.